Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Rivercats 9 Lives podcast. Our guest this week is local product who went to Del Campo, went to Sac State, former Sacramento Rivercat and current San Francisco Giant left-hander, Sammy Long. Welcome to the Nine Lives podcast brought to you by California Bank of Commerce. We have Sammy Long with us and, and uh, Sammy, first of all, great to see you. Uh, I know you had a right oblique strain. How are you feeling uh, right now as we have this interview January 6th of, of 2023? Um, I'm, I'm all good now. I've made a lot of progress since the injury. Uh, I think that was middle of August is when it happened and uh, I was I was good to go a couple weeks into October and you know, staying on top of my rehab stuff, making sure I'm doing those little things to to keep it right and so I don't have to go through that again. It's That was my first time dealing with an oblique injury. I mean, I've had, you know, the, the longer you play, it's kind of – it's just part of the gig where you're going to yeah. have some stuff pop up here and there. So, But that was my first time dealing with that sort of thing. And um, so it was new. I learned a lot on <clears throat> what I can be doing to avoid it. And uh, so I think when something like that happens, the main goal is to just learn from it and, you know, try to avoid it down the road. Yeah, not to dive too much into it, but, you know, the, the, uh, what, what I've learned just being in baseball is the oblique injury, it just takes a while. It takes a while for it to heal. It takes a while, the rehab process, everything. And I think you probably learned that too, just being, being in it how, how uh, it's just challenging and it's hard to be patient as a player or a pitcher because you're like, why is this not healing faster, right? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that's another thing I learned was like the actual <clears throat> physical part of like the, the structure of the muscle um, and why it, it's a little tricky to rehab. And um, that area on your abdomen is a little more difficult than other areas to get blood flow. And, you know, obviously – a lot of blood flow promotes healing. And so that area of the abdomen is kind of tricky to, um, to do that. And so, yeah, you just had to take your time. You can't, you can't uh, rush it. It's one of those things where you can't, if you rush it, it'll, it'll get worse pretty quickly. And to go backwards with an oblique is the number one, um, the the number one thing you're you're trying to avoid because they get they can get a lot worse uh Mm -hmm. so to just be patient you know it's it's tough to do when you want to get back on the field and help the team win um but long term you know it's what you have to do uh so it was it was a learning process yeah i don't like being injured it's i don't like Mm -hmm. being on the field and out of my routines and but it's like i said it's part of the game and do what you can to avoid it in the future. You know, it's funny. You're such a, you know, you, you, you talk about thriving on being a routine guy and you, you, you get in your routine and you, you've been a starter, you've been a reliever, you've been an opener, you've done so many things. And as you, as you told, uh, as you talked to Kapler about it, you said, Kapler, like, I'll, I'll do anything. You know, I, I don't care if you just, I want to be in there. If you want to have me as an opener, I, you know, or, or I can be a starter, I can be a reliever. Um, has that, I know that has served you well through the years in baseball, just being a versatile guy down the road. I know you'd love to be a starter, but can you talk about kind of your place in all this, as far as being able to do a variety of things as a pitcher? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's sort of a, I wouldn't call it, it's not really a role. The swingman role is swingman. Yeah. The nickname for it. Um, and it's, I think it's, 
sort of it's it's a little I don't know people are starting to see some value in it because uh, the more versatile you are um, the more areas of the game and situations that the team can put you in I think it's it frees up uh, I I think it frees up and gives gives the the staff some flexibility with in, in other areas so I mean, I've I learned the value of um, because it, it's difficult to go back and forth. Uh, we all know that, and um, so I think I learned the value of the of the swingman role last year because it it is it's tough to you know make a start or open one day and be expected to go three innings and then a few days later be ready to to you know come out of the bullpen later in the game or. Um, in the middle innings for a short burst, a one inning, a one inning uh, outing. Um, so to be able to balance and flip back and forth, I think there's definitely some value to it. And um, I'll, I'll say it over and over. I, it doesn't matter to me. I want to, I want to help the team win whichever way I can. And if that's, if that's how the team uh, thinks I can um, help out, then that that's fine with me. Hey, Sammy, the, the, um, I want to talk real briefly about the rule changes coming to MLB next year uh, or this year coming up 2023. Siri acting up a little bit, but uh, what, so the pitch clock, how did, when you had it, you know, you've had, you've had it in the minor leagues, was that an adjustment for you or you're a guy that, that, is not going to have to make that adjustment. How, how do you think it's going to play with 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 the major league pitchers, the pitch clock, and the hitters for that matter? Uh, that's going to be interesting because yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of players that haven't had to deal with it. Um, I'm assuming they'll they'll be doing those rules in spring training, so that'll give guys, I think, plenty of time to get accustomed to them and uh, make the adjustments needed going into the season. <clears throat> but having the having the experience game like real game experience from AAA last year, I think is going to be a huge benefit uh, for me personally and those guys that have already dealt with those changes. Uh, I think you know holding runners on that's going to be that's going to be a you know with the bigger bases there might be more activity um, on the bases so to just make sure you have that part of your game tight and right. you're on and making sure you're um, doing those, doing those little things to um, be ready for, you know, possible uh, more, more steals possibly. And, uh, but the, the pitch clock is, it's all good. It's all good with me because I work quick. We all, right. You know, exactly. Um, I like, I like, I like working quickly. My pace is usually pretty, um, pretty fast. So the pitch clock is, I'm, I'm, I'm firing pitches off well before that timer goes. Um, right. But for guy for other guys, you know, it, it can, there can be some adjustments. I know a lot of guys like to take their time and, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Sammy, as far as banning the, uh, the, the ban of the shift, uh, have you guys, have you talked about that with, with, pitching coaches and, and uh, some of your, some of your teammates about how that's going to affect uh, your game as far as how you work hitters. Have you guys communicated about that? Yeah. I mean, that, that's something that needs to happen pretty quickly with a big change like that is 
Um, we're all we're all putting our heads together trying to figure out how to get these guys out. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so I think it's it's gonna there's gonna be some scenarios where you know you're gonna you're gonna have a ground ball go through the hole and it's gonna be like dang it but you can't think about that right on the mound you gotta you gotta play the hand you're dealt and um it's there's gonna be plenty of plays that go the other way where you know there might not have been a guy there last year um so i don't know it's it's it's, it's baseball you know you, you you gotta go out there and compete and do what you can to um to adjust to those changes but um as far as communication with teammates about how to um you know, how to adjust to them and how to pitch guys um you know for me for me we, we have my game plans and how i like to attack hitters with my arsenal and um we definitely have some some ideas on how to um on how to execute and you know, adjust to that rule. You know, every single time that, that we talk on the air, uh, and sometimes when we're off the air, I, I'd like to talk, we'll talk about Sac State in a sec, because I think it's fantastic. You local product went to Sac State, but you know I'm going to bring up the <laughs> AAA debut, because I was there I was with JT Snow. We, we were watched it. You struck out the first eight hitters, and, the, you know, your friends and family are going bananas in, in, in the suite. But can you, for people that didn't hear, can you uh, – Talk again about uh, what a throw that was to, to pitch at a place you grew up. You went grew up going to Rayleigh Field now, Sutter Health Park. You went going to those games. What a, It wasn't the big leagues, but that was your big leagues at that point. What was that like for you, that whole experience? Take us through it. Um, yeah, that was – the Rivercats were my big leagues growing up. Those were the games that I grew up going to over and over. Um because they're right down the street and, you know, you were able to go and watch uh, at the A, the A's at the time. A lot of those A's guys were going through um, there. And that was, I think they were at a point in their organization where um, <clears throat> they wanted to win in the minor league. So they were, you know, they were competing, they were winning championships. And um, at, at, at the age that I was going to those games, I mean, I was, <clears throat> I was just getting more and more interested in baseball uh, kind of learning about, uh, le just learning about the game. I don't, I didn't understand like the business side of it, obviously. So I would go to the game and I thought these guys were, you know, they're, they're just below the big leagues, you know, they're, they're obviously really good baseball players and that's all that mattered to me. I wanted to go watch good baseball. And, um, I think the river cats, they provided the, the community with, with that quality, um, through all those years growing up and it made it a blast. I mean, that thing, that place was sold out every time I was there and, uh, and they, you know, the fireworks. And so just a lot of fond memories um, going to, you know, Rayleigh field at the time now Sutter health, but uh, so to, you know, grow up and <clears throat> go through my entire, um, my entire journey through my career, college in Sacramento um, and then going to pro ball. Um, yeah, that was always, I would always go home in, in the off season and, uh, and go, yeah, I was, I would drive past the field every day on the freeway 
yeah. I take 50, I'm up and down 50 all the time and you can see the field from there and the river. And, um, as I was, it was always in the back of my mind, like how cool it would be to pitch in my hometown like that. And, um, crazy things worked out and I ended up, uh, I ended up getting that chance. And so when the, when the, when the day came, I, I, I'd been, I'd been, I'd come up through the minors and, and all that so much of my career in professional baseball was spent on the East coast. So right. a lot of, a lot of my friends that they'd follow on them, uh, MILB TV and, <clears throat> but to see me in person, uh, was a little difficult. Um, so once I got over there and, um, got a chance to pitch in front of the, all these people for the first time since it, a lot of, uh, a lot of them hadn't, hadn't seen me pitch in person since college. Um, so to kind of have a chance to showcase, you know, what work I'd put in to get to that point. And, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to go, I wanted to go out there and, uh, improve something if you will. And, uh, it ended up being a pretty good game and, <laughs> and, well, you know, it was pretty good yeah it's strike out the first eight hitters the thing is a lot of times you can be too geeked up in a situation like that right like you, your adrenaline can be going i want to i want to show my boys i want to show everybody i want to show show them what i what i can do and you can try too hard i felt like you were you had that nice easy as you do you have that nice easy demeanor never too high never too low and you get locked in so so it, it really it worked for you in that case right yeah yeah no that's that's the goal. And anytime you're competing is you want, you don't want, you don't want those. You don't need those. To, like I, when I was on the mound, I wasn't thinking about that stuff. Obviously yeah. I was about competing um, leading up to it is, is when those thoughts are in your head and um, you know, maybe I don't, I don't mind the pressure, but maybe putting a little more of it on yourself to, you know, prepare and, and be ready to go. <clears throat> so once you get on the mound, I think there's that, uh, that intensity carries over. And, um, for me that day, uh, you know, I go, I go about, I go about an outing the same way every time, whether it's, um, whether it's, you know, the postseason or triple <clears throat> a in Sacramento or, you know, anywhere it's, it's the same mindset and the, you know, the same, the same focus level, uh, because, you got, I think you have to have that no matter where you're, no matter where you're at, you can't be thinking about, um, you can't, you got, you got to be, you got to be locked in either way, no matter where you're at. So I guess awesome. that's, that's how I try to go about it. Yeah. You know, uh, I read an article on you. I didn't realize, I, I know about your debut in Texas, which we'll talk about, but I didn't realize that time you had, uh, throwing with Alex Wood at Oracle, how, 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 life-changing that was to, to kind of look around and throw with him and talk to a veteran like that. Can you take us through that experience a little bit um, before your debut and throwing with Alex Wood and what that was, uh, what that was like? Yeah, I, that was, uh, that was my first day. I hadn't, I hadn't been activated to the big league roster yet. So I was, I think I was technically on the taxi squad. Um, but you know, everyone knew that the, uh, I was going to be making my debut in a few days in Texas. And I, uh, I flew out of Reno. I got called up in Reno. Um, and 
I flew I flew into San Francisco on an, on a Giants off day. Uh so I had to I had to play some catch. I th- and so I go straight from the airport to the field to get on the plane with um with the team to Texas. And uh I show up and I I know I'm making my debut in a couple of days, so I'm doing everything I can to be prepared for that and that's like my my thing, my thing is, I, I like I I needed to get my work in that day. That was like my my main priority was to, I needed to play catch. I needed to move my arm around and, um, get a workout in. So, <clears throat> like everything going on with the call up and stuff, like, um, I was I was happy with how I handled it because I knew what my priorities were and my my priorities never change. Where I want to do everything I can to be prepared to to be you know ready to pitch so uh i get there that day and i um straight from the airport and i walk in the clubhouse and i'd I'd gone to oracle uh growing up and to be in to be to be in the tunnels and the you know the underbelly of the of the stadium and all that was um was such a cool experience because I'd always wondered what was down there. I wondered how everything was laid out. That's just random thoughts that came into my head while I was sitting watching a game. Like I wonder where they walk after the game is over or what all that stuff looks like. And so I was taking it all in. I was, I was, I was getting a lay of the land and um, I, I was getting ready to go play catch with Woody and uh, Mike Murphy was in the clubhouse and that was my first time meeting him. That was, yeah. that was awesome. And, uh, I'm asking him where to go. How do I get to the field? And he, he knew, he knew it was my first couple of days up there and he, uh, he, so he gave me a little bit of a tour and some, um, some cool, some cool facts. So he was, we were in the, we were in the clubhouse and you walk, you walk upstairs into the clubhouse. Um, so to get to the field, you have to walk down that flight of stairs. <clears throat> so we're walking down the stairs. And as soon as we get to the bottom, he's like, uh, it, it's, it's something that stuck out to me. I just thought it was really, um, not, it, 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 it was, it was a cool, it was a cool moment for me. We got to the bottom of the stairs and, and Murph goes, uh, now we're at sea level and, so the that's when it that's when it like that's when it sunk in. Yeah, I was like, I yeah, I'm like I'm I'm playing, I'm playing for the San Francisco Giants in the Bay Area. Yeah, like that's when it that's when it started to get real. So I uh, that from there from there, you know, walk up to the field, play catch, get the you know first time on the field and all that. Um, yeah, that's those are just some things that stood out to me and made that that day, um, and that whole experience that much more special. So, so cool. And you know, look, you're throwing with Woody, and Woody's been around and everything, and no words even need to be spoken. You know, you're throwing with him. You're getting ready. Uh, did he say anything to you uh, during that time, or were you just just kind of soaking it all in and just playing catch? We were just that day. We were just playing catch. Uh, we we'd got to know each other um in spring training a few months before um 
so we were we were familiar with each other it wasn't um it wasn't like who is this who's this guy like right right so uh, that day we just played catch and uh he did tell me where that was the first that was the first flight of the of the year where we had the team playing mm-hmm. so he did tell me that he's like we got it you came on the right trip with this is our first uh it's our first trip with the with the show bird or, nice. or like that and I was like, oh, nice, good timing. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Um, but <clears throat> leading up to it, I think he pitched the next day. That's why we played catch. Okay. We we were on the off day, and um, he was starting that next day, so he needed to um, do some stuff too. Um, so I didn't try, I didn't bug him too much leading leading up to that. I know Woody's the type of guy who's you know super focused and on his start day. Yeah. Uh, um, but afterwards, um, afterwards, a lot of guys, you know, they, uh, they just say, pitch my game, do, you know, do, do what I've been doing. And, um, so yeah, you, a lot of good memories. <laughs> I know it's awesome, man. You know, I know, and I know we've talked about it. You, you have such, you had such an appreciation for the game, just even pitching in the minor leagues, uh, let alone the big leagues when you were out of the game that that fateful day on April 1st 2018 you were released you know uh, so just for everything that you've been through and accomplished and there's more to accomplish but uh, it gives you a sense of appreciation for the game of baseball knowing you were out knowing you were going to do some other things and, and very uh, uh, respectable professions EMT and firefighting it's awesome uh, but you thought you were out of the game and for you to get back in the game and, and get to the big leagues. I know that, uh, I know that's not lost on you. I know that's something you appreciate when you're out there, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's something I think about every day. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's a, like when I, when I decided to play again, um, I, I made a, I made it a point to say, you know, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not playing again to, you know, prove that I can you know, go through the minors or I'm not playing because I want to make it to the big leagues. Um, I'm playing because I want to, if I'm going to do this again, and if I'm going to put all my time and effort and, and focus into, into baseball, like I need to, I'm not going to, I'm not playing to make it to the big leagues. Cause then you get to the big leagues and it's like, what now, what, you right. know, right. The goal, the goal is to have a successful career in the big leagues. And that should always, that, that was, that has always been my focus. So the days where, um, where I waking up sore and, you know, you need to do a little extra to get going. Um, those, those days are easier to deal with than before I was out of the game. Um, because I have that, I have, I'm in that mind frame. And, um, so that's, that's something that I, I, you know, I made a pact with myself, I guess, if, uh, if, uh, if I'm going to do this, I'm, I want, I want to do it right. And I want to, you know, make the most of it. And that should, I want to, I want to have a successful career in the big leagues. I want to try to win a world series. 
you know, all those, all those sorts of things. And um, so that makes, that makes the work in the everyday um, process. Uh, it's, you know, you just got to do what you got to do to get there. Yeah. I know, you know, I know during the, you thought about your family and your, on your major league debut and in Texas, you thought about your, your dad and, you know, you look, you said, I, let's be honest, I wouldn't be here if not for my dad. My dad worked with me. My dad was so um, kind of taught me so much about life and about the game in a few minutes. Can you articulate that to the folks about uh, your dad's influence and how much that meant to you being out there and, and thinking about your dad? Yeah. Um, my, my dad growing up was the most competitive person I've ever known. Um and to to learn from him and um, see about like just kind of yeah just just learn and see uh, in the in the smallest thing we would be playing Madden or something like that and I'd I'd throw an interception and I'd get I'd get mad and you know you'd think as a you think okay maybe I'll give him one or or whatever like nope there was, there was none of that, <laughs> none of that. So, uh, I guess learning that killer instinct and that that's huge. Um, that was huge. That's a big thing I learned from them. Um, and to do the work necessary to be prepared. Yeah. Uh, always, he always preached, um, do things over and over and over until they're second nature until, so when you get on the mound and, or any, in any situation in the game back when I was hitting and playing the outfield when, uh, you know, when things are getting crazy and the, the pressure's on, you know, you don't, you don't have to think about how to do those things. Your instincts take over. And, um, so that was, uh, and he was a basketball player, so That's right. he didn't, he wasn't a huge baseball mind. He, he understood the, you know, the, he followed baseball. He just never played it. So he understood the game really well. Um, but when it came to pitching, um, you know, mechanics and uh, hitting, like learning a baseball swing and all that, he kind of, he, he helped facilitate that by finding, you know, experts in those areas. Um, but he was always preaching the work. He, he would, he would take me to the the workouts and the, and the lessons and stuff like that. Um, and he would always say, it's not going to get better just by doing this. You're going to, you're going to go home and you're going to do the little things, um, daily to, um, to make sure next week when you show up to that lesson again, you're going to improve on what you just, what, what you just did. So I carried that, uh, a long ways and that stuck with me. Um, so those little things, those little things make you appreciate that type of uh, figure in your life. Thank you so much for being here and, and, and uh, talking with us on the nine lives podcast. Uh, I look, wish you all the best that coming up this year in 2023. I know it's gonna be a big year for you. Thank you for taking the time, my friend. And we will, uh, we'll, I'll see you in a, see you in a couple months. All right, Doc. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Rivercats Nine Lives podcast hosted by Johnny Dosco. Please like, subscribe, and share with all your baseball-loving friends. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. 